This is Chelsea Schaefer, and this is season four of The Score. You all have listened to this podcast three quarters of a million times, and we are here in season four to bring you even more of what you love. Hey, everybody. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode of The Score. Whether you're new to The Score or you've been listening since our very first episode with Aaron Sinjini back in 2018, remember to help others find this podcast and to show us some love. I'd love it if you could stop by the Apple Podcast Store and leave us a review. You pick how many stars you think we deserve, and you can even leave us a note about what you like, love, or could do without. Thanks. Today's episode is brought to you by Soft Ride Equine Comfort Boots. Learn more at the middle of the episode, but they've got new products out. And the Soft Ride Ice Spas, we've been promoting those for a few years now. They're awesome for soaking in ice or soaking in Epsom salts with some heat to soak out an abscess. And then the Soft Rider Shoes, they're a brand new shoe. They place the load of the, the horse's body weight on the center of the hoof rather than the outside wall. You can use them on performance horses. You can use them on rope horses, breakaway horses, barrel horses. They are awesome. So check them out, softrideboots.com, and I'll tell you more about it at the middle of the episode. Hey everyone, welcome to episode three in our series on the horse market. If you followed along to parts one and two, we talked to some of the horse industry's leading experts about the status of the team roping horse market. In each of those interviews though, I asked them about their thoughts on the breakaway horse market too, and I saved those answers for this special edition of The Score. In the final part of our horse market series, we talked to Trevor Brazil, Larry D. Guy, J.D. Yates, and Jan Parker about the breakaway horse business and where it's heading at a time when organizations like the WCRA have added almost a million dollars of new money over two years to the sport, and when the WPRA and PRCA are making big moves to add the event to their biggest rodeos. Now, if you missed the first parts of this series, you'll want to go back and listen for context and better understanding of each of these professionals' perspectives. So we pick up on episode three with Trevor Brazil and his insights into the breakaway market. And now, as far as like breakaway horses, have you sold any breakaway horses lately? The breakaway market is is really really odd. It's, it's like have you ever tried buying uh, the perfect older gentleman's World Series horse that he loves. I mean, it's 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 a non-topic. Yeah. I mean, you just, no, it's not. I mean, it, and I feel like that's the case in a lot of these breakaway horses, and it should be, because uh, these women can win uh, a ridiculous amount of money, especially when you look at two years ago, what they were uh, able to so I really think the uncertainty of how how good can it get? Because it's it's came. Uh, they're not for sale, but that also puts a weird spin on the market too. Because they really don't know what horses are worth. Because if someone has a like a legit great horse and they're doing, you know, living their dream on that horse, uh, I'd have to see some great ones actually sell before I could even get a real touch of what those the great horses in that industry are worth. Yeah. Yeah, you're right about that, and it seems like every one of those girls that I talked to when we did their stories about their horses for the National Finals of Breakaway Roving, like, every one of those girls, it was a horse that they'd had for 10 years, and it was 
it was a non-starter as far as them leaving. It's not like yeah. it hasn't evolved to barrel horses where people are always pay, you know, like if you want to go make the NFR, you got to spend 200,000, 300,000 on one. It's not there yet because it's, yeah, you're right. The industry just hasn't quite caught the up. The difference in the breakaway is you take the barrel, the maturities, or if you're rodeo, I mean, like, you know that's afforded to you, whatever that stage is that mm-hmm. you're into, whether it be the young horse with maturities or, you know, rodeo 4Ds. or So, I mean, like, everybody knows, but, like, that's what's so crazy about the breakaway. They may add another $200,000 worth of opportunity every year and till we, who knows when and so yeah the girls yeah. just don't want to sell themselves short either so it's 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 uh it's definitely a different market for sure are you going to have any breakaway horses is that going to be a part of your program well especially the horses that i'm partners with with larry d mm-hmm. um they get it all done on them um yeah. like say her horse greed that i showed at the uh rope horse maturity in the head and is as good a breakaway horse as he was head horse so i mean i think that's been a, a real difference maker too because there is so much crossover because the girls that rope great kind of moved into the team roping because of the opportunity in the team roping and now they're able to you know, work both and i i think they're going to find some horses that they can do both on competitively yeah yeah, and she says she's not selling that one. I mean, I rest my case. I mean, why? But why would she? <laughs> yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that just more the reason. I mean, she's been in the industry a long time, and she she's never had horses that weren't for sale. Yeah. Until until the opportunity, you know, elevated itself to where it didn't. It, it really didn't make a good business decision to sell. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That was that was one of the first times I've ever heard her say that that like that one is not she's not doing it like and and that's that's the thing like the I don't think the market has caught up to make it worth her while like I don't think anybody would give what that horse is worth you know I don't know yeah well I mean <clears throat> I mean it's it's what they're worth to that person that day you know yeah. I mean it's just yeah that's the market is is really hard to to figure out timing is everything now before we go any further i want to tell you all something really exciting i don't think i've mentioned it on this podcast before but in april of 2021 the breakaway roping journal will be a real live print magazine that's going as an insert in the april 2021 team roping journal because girls rule right elise yeah, girls roll, boys drool. <laughs> that was that was my four-year-old sitting on my lap while we're recording this. We are absolutely so excited to launch a breakaway roping magazine inside the Team Roping Journal. And so if you aren't a subscriber to the Team Roping Journal yet, go to teamropingjournal.com, buy your subscription, and that means you will be set up for an April 2021 breakaway roping journal in print a real live magazine about the breakaway roping industry. So we're so excited. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Now, with Larry D. Guy, we actually started out our whole interview talking about breakaway horses. So you don't have to jump into the middle of this conversation. She's our obvious breakaway roping representative from this group on the podcast, and she knows firsthand how hard it is to find a good prospect and a good finished horse. Morning, LD. Good morning. 
morning. How are you? I'm okay. Just doing all right. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. that we got to talk for this because it was requested that you were included in this episode, in this second part of our horse market series. Even it was requested by a couple people, by breakaway ropers and by open ropers and then by average ropers too. So I'm, I'm glad we have you on here. Well, me too. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Now, one of the things that we talked about in the first part of this series that that your business partner and friend Trevor mentioned and that Steve Frisket mentioned is that there is a supply and demand problem in the rope horse market right now. Tell me, how is that supply and demand problem affecting you and your business? Well, you know, it's it's good. It's good and bad because I... Uh, I do, you know, train some young horses and have some young horses for sale. And, man, there's so many breakaway ropers looking for horses. So it, it's really, you know, good on that end of it. But the ones that, you know, I'm selling, I, um, I'm, I'm also looking for horses that can go right now, you know, to the rodeos. I mean, there's, there's not enough time with all the rodeos and all the breakaway ropers and everything going going on that I have time, you know, at this particular time in my life to just finish these horses out. Um, so I'm always looking for, you know, good ones. And, you know, they're just not out there. I mean, to think you're going to go buy uh, an awesome breakaway horse from a breakaway roper, it doesn't happen because mm-hmm. they're, they're needing them as bad as You know, there's maybe a chance that you might find, you know, one that a you know, that, I don't know, like a, one that a calf roper's had that maybe quit working for them or something that you might be able to find. But, I mean, I look all the time, and they're just not out there. Mm-hmm. So where had you previously bought breakaway prospects from that you can't buy them from now? Well, the, the breakaway prospects, I mean, I look in the, you know, I look to my friends in the cutting. I look to, you know, some rainers, some working cow horses. But all those horses have gotten, you know, really, really high. And, you know, I haven't bought or looked at one under under 15000 in the past year. Mm-hmm. So, you know, therefore, if you go to training them, there's not a lot of money, you know, left for a person to make. Say I train one, but have 15000 in him riding two years, and he might not fit me. If, if I get 25000 for him, I lose money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's uh it's kinda changed the it's kinda changed and I think that, you know, this year that you know, with the breakaway roping the market is I mean, it's there. Like there's a huge demand uh, for breakaway horses. So if the demand and the and the ladies, you know, learn that they're gonna have to spend a little more money, then um, you know, it could get good for the ones that train the horses. But until people figure out that, you know, horses are getting higher and there's a huge demand and and uh, not a lot of them out there, it's, it's kind of hard right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Today's episode is brought to you by Soft Ride Equine Comfort Boots. They have long been our partners and they are so excited about the Breakaway Roping Journal and our efforts in breakaway roping because breakaway horses need and use Soft Ride Boots. Soft Ride Comfort Boots 
gels, ice spas, and soft riders can be used on healthy horses and those suffering from laminitis or other foot and hoof issues. Horse owners use soft rides as part of their daily routine to keep their horses healthy. And the hoof boots and gels offer protection when stabling and transporting and provide relief to tender-footed horses. The soft ride ice spas aid in recovery after a workout or performance and can be used for therapeutic purposes when treating common hoof disorders. And now the soft rider is the newest shoe that places the load on the center of the hoof rather than the outside wall. Its dual density construction helps increase blood flow to the hoof, reduces strain and pressure on the coffin bone and navicular region, and isolates the concussive force of impact with the ground on the horse's skeletal system, all while providing improved multi-directional traction. There are performance horses using the soft riders. I know I tested them out on barrel horses, on head horses. We've had them on heel horses. They're awesome. And I know Larry D, she's always using her soft riders. She's always using soft ride comfort boots and the ice spas. Same with Trevor Brazil. He was one of the people that tested out the soft riders. So we are super grateful to have soft ride sponsoring this episode. You can learn a lot more at softrideboots.com. You can order boots. You can order ice spas, keep those in the trailer for when you're hauling, keep them in the tack room in the barn if you need to ice or even soak out an abscess. They're awesome for that. Softrideboots.com. And so when you shop or when your customers are shopping, are they having to deal with some some lameness issues or some some general maintenance to get a good one? How how much different have the standards changed? I guess when it comes to what what people will settle for. Yeah, um, you know, even us buying them, um, you know, there's used to you could find sound horses. I mean, like where you went to the vet and they just said, "Oh yeah, they're." I mean, they're 100% sound. I, I never hear that word anymore, 100% sound. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and even, you know, selling them, uh, people will buy them with, you know, issues mm-hmm. more than they ever did because of the supply and demand. But, um, you know, they starting, most, most of those horses, it used to be wear and tear on them. You know, the older ones, you know, had some maintenance issues and all that. It's, it's you know, starting at such an early age now mm-hmm. that, you know, that they all they all have something even when you start with them, as me training them. A lot of them mm-hmm. that I buy from someone might have some issues early on. And, and two, I know something that, that Trevor and I have talked about a lot in, in his columns and in other places is that the foundation he wants on one, getting a cutter reject or a reining reject, uh, I hate to use that term, but like a, a cold cutter or a cold rainer, um, they have their own set of training issues as far as maybe being too cowy or want, wanting to cow too much in the corner as far as heel horses go or um, wanting to be too under the bridle as far as rainers go. So that's why Trevor says, you know, he, he developed his own program with Miles so that the, his colts are started a specific way to be rope horses. Are you, do you have that same experience um, where, where you prefer them coming from Absolutely. that direction? And I mean, that's, you know, Trevor and I have been partners for a long time on horses, and we, you know, we like the same qualities or same like you said, same mm-hmm. 
we want them to feel the same way. And just like you said, a cutter or rainer or working cow horse, however, you know, however mm-hmm. they like them to feel. So, you know, with Miles, he's been a huge um, benefit to um, our program because of, you know, he, Trevor has talked to him and rode with him and, and done things and let him know how we would like them to feel as rope horses. Mm-hmm. And it's not that the, you know, like when you get a cutter, it's not all cutters, but a lot of the cutters do get too cowy in the corner. Um, you know, say when you're healing on them or like if you're roping calves on them and they hear the gate, you know, the gate bang or the cow is right there beside them. They want to, you know, kind of bow away from it instead of break their pin. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's hard to get, you know, the right or the perfect horse. I mean, the perfect horse doesn't really exist. I mean, because you, you know, in each discipline is so different, but there's great qualities in the cutters. But then if you can have someone like Miles, you know, that you can send them to and say, hey, this is a great horse, but here's the couple things that we need to change to make a great roping horse. Mm-hmm. Could you help us with that? Or, you know, sending him the two-year-olds like we've done, you know, here lately and letting him put that in them from the start. Mm-hmm. It's been uh, really beneficial for us. J.D. Yates has made plenty AQHA World Champion calf horses, and with the explosion of breakaway roping, this guy is living the horse trainer's dream right now at his place in Pueblo, Colorado. I will just go ahead and let him tell you all about it. Are you selling any breakaway horses? Has the breakaway market hit you yet? Yeah, well, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I've sold three. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's the same deal. It's... Uh, you know, actually, it's easier for me. Who's? Mm-hmm. I mean, it. That, this is the best gig in the world for a horse trainer. Mm-hmm. The breakaway roping. Yeah, it seems like it. <laughs> I, I mean, let's let's put it let's put it in perspective, okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, let's put it this whole thing in perspective. Mm-hmm. So I got a good-looking girl comes to my house. <laughs> No, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, this is, I know you're this serious. Is I know it. Mm-hmm. And she comes out there and she lopes the horse around. He's broke good. If he backs in there and scores and runs 40 feet and stops, he don't have to back up. He don't have to do anything. Mm-hmm. But that. And she looks good and she's actually nice to you. Mm-hmm. He tries your horse. Or you get a cap roper or somebody come in here and they go to 10 rodeos and he don't hold his head perfect. And they call you on the phone and say, Hey, he ain't holding his head. What am I doing wrong? Mm-hmm. And th- this, this girl is still just as nice as hell. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yep. So uh, I guess perspective wise from horse training wise. Um, yes. But you know, I'm going to tell you something else. Mm-hmm. Though really good breakaway horses. Mm-hmm are just as hard to find as any other horse. That's what I've heard. The girls hold on to them longer and, you know, there hadn't been the incentive for so long for girls to sell those breakaway horses because they're, you know, they could just go to some amateur rodeos or some junior rodeos or whatever. And now there's all this money on the line and they're not letting those horses go because because of the increase in money and breakaway roping and increase in opportunities. And so the knots have trickle down effect. Yep. See, those horses used to go to the junior rodeo kids, mm-hmm. and those girls would make some money on them, and those kids would learn, and then they would 
you you know pass them on down to the, maybe the peewee rodeos depending mm-hmm. on the age well right now if they're really good what's wrong with riding a 20 year old yep I yeah. mean, if you can win on some bitch, hell, last time I won second at Cheyenne, I was riding a 23-year-old. Yep. You, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So as long as they're healthy mm-hmm. and you can win on them and they're your best gig, why would you sell them? Yeah, absolutely. That seems to be the consensus for sure. Last but not least, at Billings Livestock Horse Sale in Billings, Montana, Jan Parker has long supported and advocated for breakaway roping, and her horse sale has reflected that. She says if the breakaway horse shortage has you down, she's got your answer in Billings, and it's worth the drive from wherever you might be. Breakaway horse market, that's like a whole nother deal. The, it seems to be, I've done quite a few interviews now already for this podcast, um, and the consensus is the breakaway horse market is an outlier. Like, those girls are keeping those horses. They're not even selling them, so they are hardly coming through the sale. What are you seeing with breakaway horses in Billings? Oh, you know something? I got to go back in history because I worked for the Northern Rodeo Association back in the day, and we had breakaway roping back then. Mm -hmm. And breakaways always, 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 always been a big part of Billings livestock. Mm -hmm. So you know, you just see you just see a little more demand on it, Mm -hmm. but it's always been in demand because we've had those breakaway ropings up here Mm -hmm. for for. Since I was 21 years old, they had it. Mm-hmm. I mean, back when those rodeo contractors, I remember having to wrestle with them because the girls wanted to get away from roping the stupid bulldog and steers, you know? Yeah. It's uh-huh. like, please, can't we rope calves? I mean, <laughs> I've got to live that evolution, right or wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's true. So, um, breakaway horses have always been a part of what we do, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, that's So, cool. yeah. I'm just, I don't know, I guess I've seen a little more heat on them, but we've always had heat on them. That's good. That's awesome. Thank you all so very much for listening to this episode of The Score. Remember, we really could use some love on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. You decide how many stars you think we deserve, and you can leave us a note about what you like, love, or do with that. Today's episode, again, was brought to you by our very longtime partners at Softride Equine Comfort Boots. Check them out, softrideboots.com. I told you about the soft riders, I told you about the ice ball, and of course, you know about the legacy Softride Comfort Boots that so many folks are using. Thank you all so much. Thank you to Softrides, and thank you all for listening. <laughs>